gum gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath, and he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Hello, welcome to the Meatcast. I'm Nick, and I'm joined as I am each and every week by Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? It's going good, Nick. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, I was just thinking I don't say enough that uh, everybody that's listening should uh, rate us five stars and review us on on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're never we're we'll never saying review. it. We're never saying it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if you guys did, though. We'd love that. I'm, and there might be something similar on, like, Android or Google Podcasts, too. I don't know. Hey, never I'm, it up. Sure, I'm sure I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, hey, enough chit-chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, you, actually, you've got, a, you've got a birthday coming up, right? Oh, yeah, it's true. My birthday is this weekend. It's on Sunday. All right. Well, so, happy birthday. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. Just kidding. Every uh, birthday is a nightmare and uh, <laughs> truly upsetting to consider the forward march of time. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Um, well, hey, well, let's bring in our guest. We have a, a guest today. He's uh, coming to us from a brewery in San Antonio. He's, he's, wearing, he's wearing sunglasses like a real cool guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drinking a beer and wearing sunglasses on the and Zoom call. Yeah, man, soaking in the sun. On the Zoom call, we can only see the top half of his head. Uh, he he's really Mister Wilsoning us right now, or Wilson, Mr. not Mister Wilson. Mr. Wilson, right. Wilson yeah. is the the home improvement neighbor, right? Wait, that's Miss, correct. I guess okay. Mister Wilson is Dennis the Menace's Dennis neighbor, the Menace's, but Wilson yeah, his, his, is is Tim the Toolman Taylor's neighbor, right? Is that right? Yeah. Because he's mm-hmm. also the beach ball, or the volleyball. That's true. From Castaway. That's right. That's So two iconic 90s Wilsons. We're not even getting into Wilson Phillips. Or, uh, <laughs> we don't have time to get into Wilson Phillips. <laughs> but our guest today uh, from the sketch comedy group, Your Terrific Neighbors, and... Uh, yeah. What's the name of the podcast again, Chris? I, f- I forgot. Uh, well, it's being uh, reconceived and rebooted. Uh, however, if you subscribe to Is That Something, it will is automatically roll over to whatever the new concept is, which is coming any week now. Any week now. <laughs> so if you want to check out something that's going to turn into something uh, different but related <laughs> soon... Check out Is That Something uh, on your Podfinder of choice. Uh, and uh, you'll hear some people, um, you know, engaging in open-ended riffing, which, of course, you need it. You need it. We, you need as much of it as you can get. We really, yeah, we need a, much you of need it a lot of riffing in your diet. 10 out of 10 uh, riffing is like riff, Riffing is roughage. Is what uh, <laughs> media media dietitians say. Riffing is roughage. Yeah, Get so plenty like, of it to clean the mental intestines out. Comedy bang bang is basically salad for for, <laughs> for me. For it's like salad for your brain. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they, you know, then they they drop a zany character in there, and that's uh, you know, that's like a big hunk of protein. You get mm-hmm. a little like a little ahi tuna, mm-hmm. part like poke. Yeah, a little bit harder to digest, but uh, potentially more energized. <laughs> uh, I never said your name. It's Curtis Luciani. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. That's me. <laughs> I am a concerned citizen. Curtis, you you uh, do you know anything about Heathcliff? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I certainly my eyes have passed over hundreds and hundreds of Heathcliffs, uh, perhaps without ever 
you know, leading to a truly syncretic understanding of what Heathcliff really is. I mean, he's he is actually owned by um, people. I is he? I looked that up on Wikipedia. He. I always thought of him as like, oh, is he? He's like a street cat. But he's not a street cat. Oh, you don't mean you don't mean the intellectual. I thought you were asking if the intellectual property of Heathcliff was actually owned, (laughs) or if he was just a a mythical figure that has existed throughout time. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, to the first sort of a trickster guy. (laughs) Heathcliff, like all like all iconography, cannot truly be owned. Right, it's ridiculous to pretend otherwise. Uh, but but is he a street cat? Does I mean he eats out of garbage cans? He does eat out of garbage of- cans, but uh, he's he. I, I don't even know if he could say that you that they own him, but he does live with the nutmeg family. He is a resident of the, okay. of the nutmeg household. The eating out of garbage cans is just pure personal preference. He right. He has. I mean, he's like a home cooked meal ready for him every night. What were your top comics? What, or what was your top comic? What was the number one? Oh, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, uh, okay. obviously. You yeah. know, top of the heap. Uh, I, I was probably, the one that uh, I loved a lot that was probably a, probably a little embarrassing was uh, Foxtrot. Mm. Oh, I liked uh, Foxtrot too. I, thought they, I which, thought they were, thought that was a good one. It was very primetime sitcom type uh, family humor. You know, dad's dumb. Uh, <laughs> teenagers are into this, these ridiculous pop stars. They're lazy, uh, lazy teenager. Wait, yeah, no, I'm thinking, of, yeah. I'm thinking of Zitz, I think. But mm. but Foxtrot was, uh, yeah, okay. Foxtrot was yeah, uh, ki- with the, uh, the kid that was like kind of a genius, right? The, the youngest kid uh, was a computer whiz. Um, because you know, people were talking about computers and I think that little boy actually got a lot of old people to understand about computers, probably that they existed, <laughs> not really any of the details, but just that they were around, uh, and, and you could do things with them. That's as much as you can ask them to comprehend, you know, it's a lot for them to, to you gotta, you in. gotta start, you gotta start somewhere. All right, well, let's get it. Speaking of starting somewhere, let's get into this week in Heathcliff. This week on Heathcliff. So, Curtis, I'm just going to go and describe this comic strip. It's 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 Heathcliff and his friend Jimmy, who's a frog. Um, they're standing uh, in front of two vending machines just on the corner of a street. Uh, one of them says garbage. That's the one Heathcliff is is getting uh, is, is 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 trying to use. This one says flies. That's the one that Jimmy is is, is attempting to use. And uh, there are two birds on the uh, on a wire, and there's one of them is saying there are a lot of vending machines in this area. <laughs> okay, this is so so. This is such a this this goes in the pantheon of if I want to tell people what Heathcliff is like. It, it's the. I mean, this is a this is a perfect example of of a Heathcliff. Okay. Part of that is because of the the caption. The it's a hundred percent because yeah. the caption is not making a joke. The joke is in the visual, and the caption yeah. is just <laughs> an observation <laughs> that is not even Seinfeldian in its banality. It is it is just simply describing yeah. a fact. Yeah, but it's an observation that you wouldn't actually make. Like, I mean, <laughs> has any person ever actually said, man, there's, oh, man, there's a lot of vending machines in this area. Well, a person hasn't, but a bird, like, a bird saw, like, might have. It might bird. be noteworthy for a bird to say that out loud. <laughs> it's true. Uh, now, it, it, it's an essential question here. I mean, so is when you say that this is kind of the vibe now with Heathcliff, it, is is it like is do you feel like he he he's uh cannot produce a comic without a caption will will the syndicate reject it does there need to be a caption <laughs> yeah so he syndicate. kind of like uses that to build uh, an additional kind of level yeah of, i think so i think i think the abstraction formally the caption is is a requirement at this point um 
Right. And and I think there's there's joy in uh in in finding uh oh, sorry, got a fire truck going by here. Um I think there's joy in uh finding uh these simple captions. He did seem to to, to get a little good bit of a kick when we had him on the show and we were trying to come up with alternate captions and the simpler we could make them the better you know <laughs> i think he finds uh that like there's a fun game for him oh that's great i gotta get into this guy yeah yeah so Gar- i like okay. how, i also like how you call it the syndicate which i guess that's what it is but it, it sounds like the, <laughs> like a mob so outfit. ominous yeah it sounds <laughs> like the, the, the league of uh villains you know yeah yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what the business model is uh, these days. Peter has to submit publishing? the Peter has to submit the comics every day to the Sinister Six to get them <laughs> <laughs> into the circulation. Yeah, and of course, like the Vulture on the Sinister Six would be kind of like the the, the key guy you're trying to reach. Yeah, you know, the like the news, the print newspaper reader, absolutely, uh, as represented by the. Uh, the non-Nigerian uh, <laughs> Spider-Man villain, the uh, Vulture. It's crazy because I hear the guy who does Ziggy, he was gunned down last week <laughs> by the syndicate. They- <laughs> yeah, they pulled up to his bar that he uh, is always at, and they fired a bunch of Tommy guns into the- <laughs> <to> it. <laughs> Uh, hey, what do you think these other options are on the garbage in the flies vending machine? <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? You know, you have yeah, because there's multiple buttons. There's multiple buttons. You have to make a selection. Um, I'm going to say, okay, so there's four buttons on each each machine. I'm going to say on the garbage uh, machine, the four buttons are wet classic, <laughs> wet light, dry classic, and uh, Dr. Compost. Doctor Compost, <laughs> yeah, sort of a regional. I, you know, I bet in the uh, garbage one. Uh, I bet one of the garbage ones is just RC <laughs> because RC Cola is garbage. Nick, you can't say <laughs> that. RC Cola? <laughs> no, Nick. What does it taste like? I don't think I've ever had it. Garbage. It just tastes like <laughs> oh, RC Cola. Uh, yeah, it just I, tastes like any cola. I grew up. I had one grandparent uh, that that always had RC cola in the house, and so I I got accustomed to the flavor at a young age. So I have an appreciation, sort of a sense I've memory. Grown accustomed to your flavor. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you were like. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay, Cal. I was. I'm going to ask you. I just give me a word cloud. Don't overthink it. If you had to characterize the difference between RC Cola and your classic Coca Cola, what what's the difference? Just throw some words out. Throw some words. I mean, I'm not. I can't think about it in terms of a word cloud. What what the first thing that pops into my head is that it's like if you had a slider um, between like uh, Dr Pepper and root beer, <laughs> it would be like closer <laughs> to the root beer end of the spectrum. Like it has a little bit of that. That's, there's no slider. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> It, I, said cola, if, no. I said if cola you had that. Cola doesn't fit on that slider. I probably should have said cola. Okay, whatever. Uh, I would say the slider, you have a slider between... <laughs> I feel like there's a slider between RC and Coca-Cola, and Pepsi kind of fits in the middle of that slider. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that that's, helpful? That's probably... Yeah, that's okay. another way of, of saying So RC it. cola is like more Pepsi? Yeah, it's more Pepsi. It's more than, Pepsi than Coke. More Pepsi than Pepsi. It's like Pepsi, Pepsi Deluxe. <laughs> more Pepsi than Pepsi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I knew Nick was Someone had to it. sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this long enough now, I know. <laughs> okay. I think I get it. I think I get it. All right, let's move on um, to the. Yeah, the we got to move on for time. We got to move on. Oh, oh yes, got, got it. Yeah. Okay, so this is. Uh, July 29th, Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, Heathcliff and Jimmy are walking out of a tattoo shop, uh, and uh, Heathcliff has a tattoo of Jimmy's face on his stomach, and uh, he looks very proud of this, Heathcliff does. <laughs> Jimmy looks uh, nonplussed as, like usual, he, as and, usual, and uh, 
the tattoo sh- uh, shop proprietor is saying, another satisfied customer. Just zero <laughs> interest in drawing the bottom halves of these tattoo uh, parlor attendees. Uh, <laughs> yes. Also, there's like a yeah. city. Why is the city... The, there are buildings behind the tattoo man. <laughs> are those are those buildings? <laughs> I think it's meant to represent like the drawings on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. selections, mm-hmm. the menu at a tattoo yeah. parlor. So I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a real example of when I mean, got the full spectrum here because the joke here is pretty sublime, like the fact that Jimmy has this totally nonplus face in reality. Whereas Heathcliff seems very proud to have a tattoo of Jimmy, mm-hmm. but the tattoo of Jimmy also shows the same nonplussed face. Uh, that's a plus. That's that's really that's good. Really it's good. really fun. But but I couldn't. It took me a, a minute to get to it because the way they are drawn in the window is genuinely confusing. <laughs> because it looks like it looks like it's just a poster advertising the concept of tattoos like it's just like and here are two people poster (laughs) here are two people with tattoos and the word tattoos under them um there is no indication that they're (laughs) there's like no indication (laughs) that they're behind glass it it looks like they're in front of the glass yeah 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 they're like flat we have some issues yeah Um, so I, someone has also you know. brought up, uh, I, I forget who, forgive me, this is not an original thought, but maybe on Twitter, but that th- this now introduces continuity issues with uh, <laughs> the tattoo. We may, we, we will now have to retcon this by saying that like this, what we're seeing here is like Heathcliff's actual skin. And then the rest of the time he's wearing just like some sort of top <laughs> that is blending in with the rest of his body. You know, that covers up the the tattoo. It covers up the tattoo. Yeah, or he had it removed, or maybe this uh, is like you know, this takes place in the future. This is this particular. Oh comic yeah, is true. It could, we could be uh, a Nolan esque yeah. playing uh, on the timeline here. <laughs> there are there are there is a row of sort of like featureless, like sort of phantasmagorical skyscrapers yeah. in the background behind them, which is a very sort of Inception like. Uh, landscape. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. the 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 entirety of Heathcliff could be a, someone's dream, I guess. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. So, do they always have this relationship? Heathcliff's really into Jimmy, and Jimmy's like whatever about it. Well, yeah. the 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 Jimmy uh, thing in the comic is that Heathcliff is think of Heathcliff as Jimmy's like agent, um, and he's. Uh, uh, trying to make Jimmy happen. And the world seems disinterested in Jimmy as a thing. But he In the world is, of Heathcliff. In the world of Heathcliff. Right. People are generally He's, like, we don't get, we're not feeling Jimmy is a, is a, a caption that is used uh, a fair amount. But um, in, in IRL, Jimmy is a breakout star. Yeah. There's in, Jimmy in, merchandise. People, in the Heathcliff fandom, <laughs> people are loving people Jimmy. love Jimmy. They, from the first appearance, went absolutely wild for him. But the in-universe fiction has always been that nobody is interested in Jimmy. Uh, well, Jimmy's great. Jimmy's got me as a <laughs> yeah, fan. I mean, look I at mean I, I've seen him once, so I can't promise I won't get sick of him. But, uh, uh, well, I guess I've seen him twice. He was purchasing the flies yes yeah i didn't know that would have changed my context for that one because if i had known that guy's always there it's not just like oh it's like cats and frogs every type of animal <laughs> is getting what they need on the street from these machines you know that brings so, up i this, we, we never really have talked about it but cats i don't know about you guys but like cats in my experience love eating frogs they love to attack mm and kill frogs i've had a couple of cats that like you know i used to live out in the woods and every once in a while i would get a little frog who would just show up in the house and they would oh my god they freaked out they loved it um absolutely so i'm well have you the relationship between i'm concerned about jimmy's safety if heathcliff yeah gives into his baser instincts and give and given the basic imbalance in the relationship yeah yeah maybe he because like you know you know, I mean, look, guys, 
it's time you got to ask is like, is Heathcliff, is this like a love bomb? Is this like a toxic love mm. bomb situation? Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. How does Jimmy mm-hmm. feel about Heathcliff getting a tattoo of him on his chest? That would really, creep, yeah. that would be freaky. Kyle, what if I got a Kyle tattoo? <laughs> I would be so honored. Actually. Of your of your face, like your face on my chest. I mean, it would be it would certainly be a strange choice, but uh, I don't know that I, I would not personally feel, you know, concerned or upset about that. I, you but, wouldn't. Not not in any way. I think that you know uh, would impact my day to day you know if I you get a like, nick if you get a <laughs> tattoo of my face on your chest i would be very creeped out Kyle. <laughs> I, would, no. I wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. We're, we're different people i don't know what to All tell right. you well, you know i if anybody wants to get a tattoo of my face they're welcome to it mm-hmm. uh i'll i'll feel you know maybe a little a little weird about it but um you know, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a Leo. <laughs> Tattoos have been normalized to such an extent that people do forget the, the fundamental attribute of a tattoo, which is that it is permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a big statement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you, huge, so I hope you guys will keep that in mind. Yeah, one, Nick, one, please uh, remember this before you get a tattoo of me. <laughs> To continue the thread from the last one, an interesting thing, if you if you pull on that thread here, the half-assed drawing of the people in the window is necessitated by the need for a caption, another satisfied oh, customer. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody so, talking. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, a good thing to maybe keep in mind here is like, does, does Mr. Gallagher have... And, and it's the same Peter Gallagher from the OC. I yes, assume. yes. Mm-hmm. And you've and you've done this bit. I assume. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes quite a bit. Okay, good. all right. So, um, you is that is 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 there a fundamental contempt for the need for a caption part mm-hmm. of you know sensibility? You think there? perhaps sounds he, like he, he he drew this without the people in the window, and then thought. Perfect, nailed it. Ready for the next one, and then went. Oh, but I got to do a caption. <laughs> yeah, or he's like, maybe he actually even just at this point starts with like, how am I going to send secret signals out there to my Gallagher heads? It's like, yeah, we know these captions are stupid. <laughs> I will say, usually you know, it, it is birds. Like I, I say, probably like fifty percent of the comic strips, it's two birds saying. <laughs> Like the sort of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of, of Heathcliff, uh, but let's move on to uh, captions are for the who. They're for the who audience. The birds. Uh, okay. the birds. Yeah, it's for yes. the birds. Got it. For the birds. All right. Let's look at July thirty first, uh, Monday. So this is Heathcliff and Sonia. They're both wearing ham helmets and they're playing ping pong in the backyard. Except instead of a ping pong ball, it's a it's a big piece of ham. <laughs> <laughs> And two people are like a man and his son are <laughs> standing behind this fence, sort of Wilson style. And the little boy is saying, "That looks like sort fun." Of, sort of, it's sort of Wilson style. I mean, the the one in the one crucial way, Nick, it's the opposite of Wilson That's style. True. Their entire faces. Yeah, you can see That's you can see a lot of well, it's certainly the adult uh, uh, upper body. But this is sort of we've so solved sort of the, problem the full of, Wilson. The full Wilson. We sort of solved the problem of the last comic by adding the fence so that we don't have to draw the bottom half, but it logically makes sense in this, you know, particular stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also that, that child, that child is uh, five foot seven <laughs> and his father appears to be seven foot two. <laughs> uh, eight foot seven, six. I don't know. Uh, I love this Whatever. one. I love this one. Um, ham, ham, yes. ping pong is so funny. It does look it's like a grand fun. slam. I would like to do it. Um, also, is he is he coming after pickleball? No, pickleball a little bit. Yeah, handball much. Mm. Handball. Yeah, 
I could see that. Also, wait, what? I'm I'm just realizing. What are the rules for this ham pong ball game? Because Sonia seems to have bounced the ham on her side of the of the court, but bounced it into she's bouncing into Heathcliff's side of the court. So you got to bounce it on your side into the other side. <laughs> yeah, it's those are the, those are the new rules. It's different. Okay. For, it's a totally different new game. <laughs> new rule the ham bounces on your side of the court now okay Whoa. <laughs> bad boy nick ramirez okay <laughs> i like too that if you removed the ham helmets everything would still work exactly the same um, they'd be just a little bit less safe they would just be a little less safe <laughs> But uh, for, you know, it'd be a little bit more approachable for a newcomer. But you add the helm, hand <laughs> <Would it>? helmets. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, I think. You know, you sort of. What, what are your thoughts looking at this, Curtis? Is this perplexing at all? What you... <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I got it immediately. Uh, <laughs> they're swept up in some kind of new athletic fad. Uh, the helmets say ham on them, which is five out of five. That's great. Uh, yeah. And because there has to be a caption, someone is also watching them do it (laughs) and just saying something. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I mean, it truly is like, this is classic, like, you know, auteur theory, you know, in its original flavor. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like those, those who have the sight to see past a a, a craftsman on an assembly line, who's just hitting the required beats, see the hand of the true artist at work. Um, And, and it's all the sweeter for having to, you know, see through the fact that, he is in a straight jacket. He's not, he's in jail. He's in prison. Like, like most of us, we are, we are in prison mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we are of our own devising uh, or at least um, mentally yeah. is, is what I mean. But um, so, yeah, I mean, th- I, I gotta say thank you. Uh, when Nick asked me to do this uh, an hour and a half ago, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it probably doesn't matter that I don't know Heathcliff, but I, I, I could not have foreseen that like modern Heathcliff is is is, is wonderful. A lot going on <laughs> here. A lot to sink your teeth into. I had heard the news about Nancy, but not about Heathcliff. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on to August first. Moving to a new month, the new month of Heathcliff. Okay. Uh, and so this is. <laughs> yeah, you is- describe it. <laughs> Heathcliff is sitting in front of a, a sign that says "Beware of Mustache." He's sitting, he, sitting, you know, typical cats. It, it does look odd how all four of his his feet are right, <laughs> right side by side. Yeah. Uh, but he, so he's got he's got a mustache like a classic like a Scott Thompson and Kids in the Hall mustache, like a Danny Husk mustache. <laughs> he's kind of really your eyes first closed. example of a mustache. <laughs> He's looking very proud. Uh, there are two birds. You fucking comedy strong. nerd ass motherfucker. There's a million, a million people famous for having mustaches. And you go, oh yeah, Scott Thompson from Kids. Danny Husk specifically. Uh, the character a, Danny Husk. He's saying it's a good, strong, masculine push broom. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. A real cookie yeah, dust. Yeah. It's got uh, the bristles. But so there are two birds on the sidewalk, and one of them is saying, that frightens me. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, when this came across my Instagram Your feed, desk, which is yeah. the primary way, uh, yeah, when it came when it came through the wire um, in the, um, the system that I have to receive these, um, I, was a li- I felt a little bit attacked because... <laughs> That's right. I listener- forgot you got a mustache. Okay, well, that even feels you are literally looking at me right now. (laughs) I'm looking at my chest tattoo. Even (laughs) 
you have, you have a tattoo of me on your chest. You forgot I have a mustache. What if you got a tattoo of me and it didn't have a mustache? And that then I would feel then I would feel concerned about it. I'd be like, you you edited my appearance to put it on your body. You know, it's like. I'm trying to manifest something, but with one crucial fix. There's no no mustache, but a a big uh, cleft chin. (laughs) (laughs) Make it happen. (laughs) What I'm saying. (laughs) Showing my picture to the tattoo artist. Morph this man to my needs. Um, I'm in love. I'm in love with someone almost exactly like this. <laughs> I have an idea of this man that I'm, I'm in very love with into. the person that he is tantalizingly close to being. <laughs> hey, look, you know, whom amongst us? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I sort of felt a little, a little, a little concerned, you know. Um, for myself and other members of the mustachioed community, uh, that this was maybe going to set the the movement back a little bit. Um, Are you in any mustache Facebook groups, like uh, Facebook groups for people with mustaches? I am not. Um, okay. I'm, and I'm not aware of any that exist. But if anybody listening is in those, please uh, feel free to add me. I, I want to be part of the conversation. You know. <laughs> Mustaches are are cool again, though, right? I mean, I mean, that's on. that's my feeling. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, because everything is potentially cool again, which is why everyone's so so confused. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could. We're in a fully. A f- we are fi- we are finally in a fully postmodern era. You could make any choice, and maybe, maybe it will work. I would say that this is actually probably of today's crop. While it is funny, it's the weakest because I'm just, I'm feeling like, I don't know, like mustache is just on a list of like 200 funny words and most mm-hmm. people's consciousness. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a good, it's, it's, it's a perfectly acceptable mustache related joke, sure. uh, but you know, not not a home run by any means. I think in this one the the caption really adds to it because yes. Why does it frighten the bird? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like oh, it, it, it's like the bird has correctly interpreted what the phrase "beware of X." <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I was going to say is that really you could the mustache is incidental to this. Like it could be anything. Beware of blank. Uh, you know, and and but like, it would work. is it the layering of like the sign and the caption? It's like the caption, the sign with words on it in the picture renders the caption doubly gratuitous. Perhaps, perhaps I think that uh, the 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 that frightens me. I I I get because there's sort there's this like very strange implication that Heathcliff did this all himself. So what he, you know, it's like, like imagine I shaved my head into a Mohawk and I drew a sign that said, beware of Mohawk and then <laughs> set it out. And then I sat next to the sign in sort Wait, of a Lotus, probably. Lotus position, um, you know, Zen like, and then yeah. how, how would people react to that? You know, he, Heathcliff is sitting in like the posture of like, you know, I'm a proud, I'm a proud little gentleman mm-hmm. that cats do sit in. Uh, he's got his eyes closed in a in a smug sort of fashion. He often looks smug. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, but like he's he is standing next to a sign that says, uh, "Beware of the mustache I've somehow grown." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, well, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's, it's <laughs> cool. I got that ultimately. It's very that's cool. What I got <laughs> Let's move on to eight August second. A, a B, a B. Wednesday, August second. <laughs> so they're outside of a tofu store. Uh, Heathcliff is kind of leaning against the to- the window of the tofu store. Sonia and a woman are are in front of the door <laughs> of the tofu store, and they're looking 
they, they kind of got their their fingers clasped uh like they're making a plan of they're some scheming, sort scheming yeah <laughs> yeah these, uh, meanwhile there these are scheming women <laughs> You know, sort of the implication. Well, women, women, women are scheme. Women scheme. That's what they do, especially right. when it comes to tofu, right, fellas? Yeah, I was trying to they're sneak it into to, our dinner. They're I'd scheming rather, to get us soyed up. I'd rather have a steak. Oh, soy boys, they yeah. wanna, right, fellas? They want to make it soy, soy up. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's a couple of birds on the on the telephone wire. <laughs> <laughs> really leaning on the birds today. And one of the birds is saying, I don't know what it is, but he seems to hate it. <laughs> so the birds okay. don't know so what tofu The birds, the birds have a pretty good command of English, the English language. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Tofu. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. So before, before we tackle the uh, gender politics of this particular <laughs> one here, it, this, for, the tattoos one had this as well. Uh, the motif of a store that the sign is up top and it is also on the window. Yeah. Right. And it's always tofu, just tofu. the name of tattoos. The tattoos. Yeah. There's no, yeah. it's just, it's the meat store, tattoo store, tofu store, whatever. Mm-hmm. Gum store. And it, it's fun in this one because the, uh, the glass window that the word tofu is on is, uh, is yellow. So it also just kind of <laughs> looks like a giant block. Oh of yeah. Tofu. That is fun. It's made of tofu. Mm-hmm. That is fun. That is so uh, true. The idea of a tofu store is, is funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's funny. Just uh, that, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they are uh, the the proprietress of this store, and uh, what's the what's the um, Sonia? Sonia, yeah, Sonia, girlfriend. Yes, she is. She's she's been gendered with a little bow in her hair, uh, as I'm sure you've observed previously. And yeah, they are like they, they are looking like you know, tee hee hee. They're they're in a kind of their shoulders like they're as they scheme, they become hunched. They're hunched as she, though they are the proprietor. Yeah, they're becoming old crones, old yeah. witches. I was gonna say the proprietor mm-hmm. proprietor looks uh, Mr. Burns esque. She mm-hmm. she's got she's hunched yeah. over Burns style. Mm, mm-hmm. um, um, I was talking a little bit about this one uh, earlier today with uh, past guest Rachel Crow. Um, I, had, I had shared this one, and she had replied, I think, with some concerns that uh, we were about to head down an avenue of Peter doing a sort of uh, late or mid to late '90s sitcom esque like takedown of tofu. You know, he was going to start right. going into like your. Uh, I'm not. She said something along the lines of like your 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 uncle's sort of jokes about tofu. Um, but I right. I have to imagine Peter is probably. I mean, he's like a New Jersey punk guy. He's probably. You know, he has plenty of friends that are uh, in the tofu lifestyle. You know, I would think so. so. I, sure. I think I think we're probably good there. I also am excited about you know I think it shows and I don't know if Tofu's appeared in Heathcliff before, but I think logistically it makes sense as a story beat given that Westminster is a town that is regularly terrorized by a robot that says the word meat on it that <laughs> someone would mm. want to open up a tofu like an alternative store to say like hey it doesn't have to be you don't have to give your money to the people that made the meat robot that is just, that destroys our town all the time. You have another do option. You, do you guys ever like, like Heathcliff is doing right here, just like hang out outside of a store with a product that you don't want just to kind of be tough. <laughs> Cause he's kind of, he's kind of acting like a tough guy. It's sort of intimidating just, people to not go in. They walk up and I, no. I give them the, you know, I'm looking at you. I see you. I mean, just I feel like it's more just like so people know that there's that there are cats who aren't into it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm gonna stay parked out here. I do it. This, I uh, do it, but in a progressive with skeptical, way. Skeptical with this skeptical posture for for, <laughs> for eight hours. I, <laughs> I would never. I would never do it to the force. What I do is I go. I go out and I stand outside the racism store and I sit there with my <laughs> arms crossed and I shake my head. You know, good on you. Good I, on you. And good when people on you. walk up, yes. I just look at them and go, "Yeah, I don't think you want what's in, uh, what's in there." You know, mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. I guess I just I have a little um, bit of a different they, approach. They gotta shut people. that place down. I, like, I, 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 I can't believe they're allowed to operate. I mean, it. I know it says in business, but I, <laughs> I've been driving slowly through the parking lots of uh, chain restaurants, waiting to hear uh, that uh, Jason Aldean track blasting. <laughs> if I hear it, I'll roll down my window. I'll shake my head. Yeah. Then I kind of like burn. I kind of burn rubber out of the parking lot. <laughs> so they. They know they've lost a customer. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of hang out outside of uh, the improv theaters and kind of warn people. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I, my presence, my presence in the improv theater is itself a warning. You know, yeah. I think people see me there, and they yeah. see a thirty-seven-year-old man there, and they sort of go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to make whatever choices mm-hmm. has led this guy to this, you know. Yeah. Is it thir- I, 37 uh today or on Sunday? On Are Sunday. You? On Sunday. Okay. I'm 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 going ahead and I'm rounding up. I like yeah, I when when I see people going into an improv theater and I say this as a as a longtime improviser myself, I'll just yell over, "No guarantee it's going to be good." <laughs> no guarantee. <laughs> I just yell, "No guarantee." Yeah. No guarantee. 95% good chance it's, it's going to be bad. Good chance it's yep. bad. Most of it's really bad. Rolling the dice, fella. You're rolling them. <laughs> All right, let's move on to today's uh, Thursday, August 3rd. And this one's great. This one's Heathcliff in, standing in front of a giant canvas uh, the size of the of a room. Uh, and he's kind of got his head, head his head in his hands. He's he's got his uh, his uh, little palette and his his uh, his uh, his paintbrush out, and he's got his head in his hands. And in the background, Iggy and Grandma Nutmeg are standing watching, and Iggy is saying, "He's got masterpiece block." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. This is a new this is a new stance for Heathcliff. I think I don't think we've ever seen him in this kind of uh, mode. No, showing this it's much a, pathos. It's, it's a, yeah, a lot of pathos. It's a very like you know how like in some older video games when you get a game over screen and it would show the character like beat up. Yeah, or, or Mario, something. I picture Mario doing that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their head slumped over. That is very much the energy oh, I'm getting. Oh, no. yeah, like that kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Oh Nick. no! <laughs> oh no! I, so I got to say, I've I've seen five of these now, so now I'm an expert. Six. This actually. is Peter Gallagher as Heathcliff, mm-hmm. right? This is this is, this is Peter yeah. Gallagher speaking through Heathcliff, and this is him in his most bombastic mode. This is like this is Oppenheimer mode mm-hmm. for Peter Gallagher, you know, where you kind of where he's kind of like he's kind of thinking of himself in terms of the greats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and he's, about his he's, legacy. Tra- he's travestizing it a little bit, but also, you know that he feels this way. He knows that he like because we've seen his work, and it is really good. This guy knows he's doing pretty amazing work right now, and that's a heavy responsibility. Yeah, he's concerned about the impact that the Heathcliff comics will have on the world. Uh, and did he did he create something too powerful? Uh, is he, is yeah. humanity ready to wield the awesome power of uh, a sarcastic, smug cat? Have you guys have you seen Oppenheimer? Not yeah. yet. Oh, I, still I, not I yet. I'm, go, wow. I'm going Friday. I'm going Friday. I'm I'm going to the <laughs> the River Center IMAX, the shittiest one in the country. No way, you're family. driving. Well, so yeah. Curtis is in San Antonio right now. Kyle, you're driving yeah. to San Antonio on Friday. Yeah, I took the day off work. Uh, and I'm going to like a 10 a.m. screening of wow. Oppenheimer to see one of the only ones in the country that are showing it in IMAX. So they are doing millimeter. it in 70 millimeter because I was worried because I read a lot of of stuff about how the the, the projector was breaking. They weren't. Uh, yeah, my understanding is that it's a crapshoot. And well, guys, I was just there seeing it for the second time. No way. Okay, they, they got the projector working pretty. Fine, as far as I can tell. Sound not so great in the space, but the screen, no problem. Tough. That's tough. But I was telling Nick, you know, sometimes I was like, I mean, I kind of identify with that guy because, you know, sometimes I think about like something I said trying to be funny and I think about like maybe I hurt someone's feelings. Mm. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've all had, we've all had these moments. Wait, how do you get, how how is that relating to Oppenheimer? 
Well, because he, I mean, he's a guy who's kind of like, uh, should I have done that? Oh, okay. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that's the essential kind of energy. So yeah. He's like, no, that's true. oh, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I maybe I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you think I crossed a line? Maybe. I don't know. Honey, oh, do you think everybody's think mad at me? <laughs> I'm going to be up literally all night thinking about this <laughs> and thinking about like, should I say something about it? Or if I say something about it, does that make it worse? Just standing in the line at the grocery store, you know, 30 years after inventing the atomic bomb <laughs> and, and going suddenly being like, Oh, Oh damn. Remember that time I invented the atomic bomb? And just getting like really self conscious about it. I can't believe I'm still thinking about that. Yeah. Why can't I let that go? Good Lord. That was a long time ago. But it's, you just, you come back to those things. I mean, I identify with that. I think about this time when I was a kid, when I said something really nasty to another kid, I I accuse them of of having fetal alcohol syndrome. (laughs) What? I mean, this was like in elementary school. I barely you knew what fetal alcohol syndrome meant in elementary school. I barely knew what it meant. I just knew it. I just had the sense it would be a horrible thing to say to someone uh, (laughs) who I was lashing out at because uh, because I was a nerd. But and but I also like completely overestimated the extent to which like people were like making fun of me because I was a nerd, right? So I was like a little little raw nerve and i said this horrible thing truly i think about it all the time and that makes me a little like robert oppenheimer that's mm-hmm. all did he and, did, and that, uh, that young boy of course was emperor hirohito of the japanese <laughs> empire did they did they did they understand the insult the person you insulted i, I think they i think they also just understood that it was like a really <laughs> nasty thing to say because it sounded medical when it sounded like yeah you know it was just yeah. No one I wants mean, to be diagnosed with a syndrome. That's true. Yes, a horribly nasty thing to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let, but but also I was a child. I, uh, but but also whatever. All right. I have a little bit of a segment prepared. I'm going to sing a little song to introduce a segment. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> I love when Nick does it on the fly. You got to cast a movie. I want to cast somebody for Heathcliff. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can cast Ben Affleck. Okay. It <laughs> <laughs> did not go very well. Uh, <laughs> well it was to the tune of Fast Car by Tracy I Chapman. love that the comedic like, core of that came from the word fast rhymes with cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so my idea for a segment today is... Let's uh, let's cast the Heathcliff movie. Let's wow. cast somebody for Heath. Let's cast, and we can't we, we can't hit up all the characters today. But let's let's cast Heathcliff, and and uh, I guess uh, since since you saw Jimmy today, Curtis, let's cast Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. Let's, well, let's where cast do we, we want to start with this? We want to start with Heathcliff. We're going to start with Jimmy. I feel um, like we start top down, right? You have to get your star. Yeah. Uh, so it's Jimmy. I'm probably cast Jimmy. The star. So it's, I, Jimmy. No, we can start Jimmy with Jimmy. Is we, or, or, or if you have an idea, uh, sh- shout it out. Sh- if you got an idea, no, I had, I had, I had a hit for Heathcliff. Yeah. But again, it's like I literally just watched Oppenheimer for a second time, um, and there's like a zillion character actors in that movie. I gotta say, uh, have you seen David Crumholtz lately? Mm. David, That's, I'm gonna have to look. Yes. He has a very he has developed as he has become a, a middle aged man uh, a, a a very feline quality. <laughs> um, he can do he can look kind of smug, but he can also kind of go a little like kind of quiet and enigmatic, which I think Heathcliff seems to be doing um, in these strips. And who, what would I know David Crumholtz from? You may remember oh, him She's... as the uh, sidekick to Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You, mm. um, th- who delivered yeah. the famous, um, yeah, I drive a Tercel. That's a Toyota. 
line. He's in uh, one of the best Freaks and Geeks episodes. I can't, uh, I don't know if you were a big Freaks and Geeks head. Oh, oh, he was uh, Bernard the Elf in uh, The Santa Claus. He was like the head elf. And he was uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. How do you, I don't, but I know, I now realize who he was. Yeah, in Robbie. In Oppenheimer. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a something Robbie who's a scientist. A lot of those characters are scientists in that movie. A lot of them are real people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's all the big names. So all David Crumholtz is, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't know if, he, I, I think he, he was on um, a very successful TV show for a while, but I don't know what, like, numbers. One of he was those, on like, numbers. Persons of numbers, yes. Uh, but he also, he always pops up in movies so much that I can't remember a specific example, uh, except that Freaks and Geeks episode is coming to mind. Uh, He's I got think- a very feline quality, though. I think we got to go younger. I think we got, I think we need, I think you need a hot young star as Heathcliff. Mm, you know, I think, okay. you, I think if we're going to sell this movie, uh, you know, you have to have, if not a name, then somebody who's like up and coming that, that is ready for their shot to lead. A, Timothy to, you know, Chalamet. You think? Timothy may be outside of our budget. I think Timothy is perhaps yeah. not attainable. Awesome. Um, Timothy's already hot. Plus, he's already has youth- so much. Yeah, he's just so much IP that he's associated with. I feel like it's gonna maybe dilute. I'm thinking perhaps Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. He's you know. Oh yes, that's a good one. He's he plays very quiet. You know, he's he's always kind of quietly. Oh yeah, brooding okay. in that show. But uh-huh. can turn it on, you know. And I think let's give him an opportunity to do some comedic work here, you know. He he was on the mm-hmm. the Showtime series Shameless, which I have not seen a second of, but you know he has a little bit of comedy experience uh, from that. Let's give it a shot. You uh, know? We should have a buff, uh, a, a yoked Heathcliff, <laughs> a yeah. yoked sexy Heathcliff. I think that's good. I think he's got heat. Totally. I think he's got an he's attitude. Got heat. Yeah. He's got a lot of heat. He's got a lot of heat. He's um, he's he's a very attractive gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, and he has those eyes that are just like these are these are animalistic eyes. You yes. know, they, they, there's there's an enigmatic quality to them. There's a sad sort of mystery to them, which you can sink into. Um, I would also say that Heathcliff would be a good opportunity for any musical star that mm. wanted to kind of cross over. Because Heathcliff mostly just kind of has to stand there and exude a certain star quality, really. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, other people do the talking. Other people kind of, you know, handle most of the dialogue, whereas Heathcliff kind of just exudes, yeah, you know, a certain unreachability. So you could get, um, you could get a, you could get a kind of. Um, who, who do who do we like? Who do we like? We want, do we want Lil Uzi Vert in there? Oh, you mean? Oh, I thought you meant like from from the Broadway world, but you mean from? Okay, yeah. No, like a full like uh, a musician, full on yeah, pop like, music, yeah, crossover. That's interesting. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I had not uh, considered one of the most obvious things to consider, which is that Heathcliff never talks, and neither does Jimmy actually. So we're casting two non-speaking roles. In our Heathcliff movie, well, let, let, let's think about that in, in regards to Jimmy. Who is this, a good silent mm-hmm. Jimmy? A good uh, maybe somebody from the music world, like Curtis was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, who? who hmm, I'm thinking Jeff Tweedy so Jimmy, for some reason. He's not famous, particularly. But <laughs> Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> I feel like he has that kind of like just Nick, Nick just, is imagining a version of this movie where people are trying to return tickets they haven't yet purchased. Like, <laughs> Jeff Tweedy. Nick is going for I'm a, a very I'm an, particular. I'm an, old en- I'm an old enough. I'm an old enough white man to enjoy Wilco uh, quite a bit, and I gotta say Jeff Tweedy's presence. <laughs> But I feel like, like he's got that. Be. That's kind of what you want for 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 Jimmy. You want that kind of like, oh, he he is there, huh? And he's just kind of sitting there, and he's not really talking, not really saying much. He's just kind of yeah. existing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking when that's I think just of the first, Jimmy, I th- first, uh, yeah. 
when I think of Jimmy, I think of somebody that has a disdain for the promotional aspect of the work. Kurt Cobain, you know, um, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I. Here's my suggestion: somebody who is sort of famous for uh, not really uh, participating in, uh, or, or or participating, but not really um, enjoying the like press junk and process, and that's Harrison Ford. Mm. Um, oh. oh yeah. It could perhaps be an interesting, could bring an interesting um, flavor to to Jimmy. Um, here here's here's the thing. Uh, I think that's I think that's good. He has that kind of like we're definitely thinking that kind of like remove that kind of um, kind of cool, slightly sometimes sour affect. Uh, but I do think there's a, a kind of gender fluid quality to Jimmy that mm-hmm. has to be also kind of represented a little bit. Uh, Jimmy seems young. Jimmy seems like, you know, he has potential as a queer sort of icon. Okay. Um, and I would say, um, do, 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 do you know Julio Torres? Uh, oh, the, sure. the comedian sure. Julio Torres? Yeah, of course. I felt like I, I'm picturing... Because also, think about the performance. We're talking about maybe like CGI face mapping or a funny little costume where a lot of the acting is the eyes. The eye roll, the eyes are looking to the left, the eyes are looking to the right, Mm -hmm. the the lip kind of gets a little like, curls down a little bit. I feel like... I like that I feel like uh, he's a a fellow who could... um, Kind of bring that quality to uh, to to Jimmy. I like that. A whole I like lot. that. It's, it keeps it young and marketable too. I think. Yeah, I mean, when I verge of a breakout, he's got this movie coming out. I, I think uh, which yeah, looks great, by the way. Yeah. Probably still looks fantastic. Yeah, I, and he and he's a he's a, he's a, a very cute guy. So you know, yes. it's just uh, you can you can see him as an object of attraction. For Heathcliff in this kind of mysterious, unplaceable way. I'm loving. I'm loving the poster already. We've got. Jeremy Allen White and Julio Torres on this thing. Oh my God, this and is going to be so buzzy! We got the A twenty four logo coming up on, oh, the, sure. on the trailer. We got all those weird A twenty four people into it. You know, it's going to be this is Barbie level buzzy. I think we're on to something here, fellas. Okay, all right. I think this is a good start. Uh, so we can we can keep doing this. We can revisit <laughs> this. I mean, yeah, we can we can, we can add on. I feel on. like someone's gonna feel like someone's gonna hit me with a purse. This is this is so buzzy. Uh, Ruth Ruth Buzzy yeah. from um, Oh yes, laughing yes. laughing right? Yes, yeah. and yeah. the guy with her purse. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> trying to trying to. I always anytime I'm somewhere, I always try to just like throw one up for like one of the original heroes of comedy. You know. Yeah. yeah. Always so nice people to get can go to YouTube. My favorite cast member. Yeah, it's member. nice to do a bit that, that gives people homework, uh, you know. <laughs> My favorite cast member from Laugh-In was uh, Richard Nixon, though. <laughs> Socket to sure. me? Yeah, let's all try it. <laughs> Socket to me? Socket to me? Socket to me? Hey, what if, uh, me? What if Bill Clinton was on uh, Laugh-In? Uh, sock it to me, me. Sock it to, sock it to me. There we go. Sock it to me. Sock it. Didn't they have a cat called Socks? Sock, socks it to me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you gotta do that. You gotta do modern Bill Clinton, like not do the sock it to me. Sock it to me. You know, well, it's just incredible. Well, suck it to me. <laughs> do that too. <laughs> Don't forget about not gonna do it. Not gonna suck, suck it to me. me. <laughs> not gonna suck it to me. Not gonna suck it to not, me. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> Would not be prudent at this juncture. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyone else? <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was my Obama. Oh, I did. I right. the, the kind of cut out. I didn't well, hear it. Oh, uh, let me be clear. Talk to me. Let me be clear. Uh, sock it to me, <laughs> <laughs> folks. That's it. Folks, score and seven sock it to me is a go.
Listen up, you mugs. Shuck it to me. <laughs> Whoa, is that Teddy that? Roosevelt? The member of the syndicate. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Teddy, the old rough rider. <laughs> All right. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Shut him down. Stop. Okay, well. <laughs> that's, that's the end of the show. I should... Curtis, uh, what's the the name of the podcast? Is is that something? That was the name of the podcast. It's called "Is That Something?" But, it might but be something, the name will change, change soon. Something. But uh, at this time, why don't you subscribe to that? If you search for that now, it's very funny. I used to listen yeah. to it when it still was running. But hey, until next time, that bothers me. <laughs>